Welcome to episode 7 of the NAC, that's a notanothercritic.com podcast. I'm your host, Corey Faust, and joining me as usual is the deviant NPR voice of Brandon Carroll. Hello, Say everyone. hi, Brandon. Hi. Hi. Oh, hello. Oh, there he is. And our guest this week, the permanent student, Ian Polinsky. Hello. Good to be here. We're going to talk about Mafia 3 some more, social media. Brandon reads an excerpt from a leather-bound book. And we probably have an official theme song playing here right after this. This time, maybe? I won't know until post. Welcome to the NAC. our guest today yes um ian yes i've known you for what something like 10 years probably somewhere yeah. around there going on 11 yeah yeah jesus um tell time. people a little bit about yourself well, i'm a student um perpetually perpetually correct? apparently yeah. <laughs> yeah been a student for too long i'll admit too long uh i work at gamestop um i'm a big gamer and what are you studying? I, uh, what am I? I'm um, an English major at present. Uh, that's probably going to change. I don't know if my major is going to change, uh, but my career is definitely going to change. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be a teacher, which is the most you can do with an English major. Nowadays. Is that what you were like, kind of leaning towards at first? Teaching? No, originally just... it was a philosophy major, but you can do even less with one of those. Oh, so yes. <laughs> you're on a bright I, uh, path. I like reading. Path. I like writing. English was a natural fit for me. Um, I'll probably go into some sort of journalism, though. So, Which mm. you're good at. I mean, you wrote one of our most popular articles on the website. Uh, I'm told it's great. Review. I'm told yeah, it's people... good, but uh, I reread that shit, and I was very disappointed in myself. <laughs> that means you're well, a professional writer. I'm pretty yeah, sure exactly. that's what you that means. Not if, be you a writer. Hate, if you hate <laughs> your own stuff, oh, you're yeah. well on your way. I'm my own worst <laughs> critic, apparently. It was like a... Like, I read Neil Druckmann um, a few weeks back, maybe a month or so back. He tweeted out that um, he was like, all right, just finished uh, just finished writing up that scene. Uh, going to take a break, feel good about it now. Going to reread it tomorrow and hate myself all over again. There you <laughs> go, yeah. And it's, it's just true. It's that just is true. true, yeah. I guess let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about Mafia 3. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last time, just kind of like the premise of it. Oh, yes. Um, but I've been playing it, and it is awesome. Have you been how, playing it? How uh, is the cyber racism? That's all I want to know. Cyber racism. How, how, how is the programming, programmed racism? That's well, what I, I don't know. know. Corey, how far have you gotten in it? Um, I have two of the, like, two areas taken over, okay. basically. Uh, I'm not, like, too incredibly far into it. Probably like five hours, something like that. Maybe yeah. six. I'm, I'm I'm at the third area. I haven't completed the third area, but okay. I'll, I'll try to keep it spoiler free. Not, nothing no, major yeah. has happened yet. I was gonna the, say, can you guys plot. give us a little bit of a background on what you know of the story so far? Well, the protagonist is Lincoln Clay. He's back from Vietnam. Um, comes back, gets uh, double crossed, um, and then goes on a 
a revenge. It's, it's pretty much a revenge story after that. Yeah, for, for, but it's, from it's here, like, it's written really well. Like it I is. mean, it's it is. It's nothing completely unique, but the way that they set up the scenes, it's really good. At first, I was a little iffy on it just because it um it kind of does this like flash forward thing where people are explaining things to you. Documentary style. Yeah, documentary style. Yeah. Um, and so at first I was a little, you know, taken aback by that, but it just makes sense with the way that the story flows and it, it works really well. Mm-hmm. And the characters I don't know, they're just they're they're written well. They they feel like actual people. So yeah, I was um, wondering, I, I wanted to ask you guys, just because you were starting to get into this, I was playing, I, I'm so fucking far behind the times on games and everything, I'm, I just finished Watch Dogs, which is a two-year-old game, before yeah. that I just finished Assassin's Creed 3, oh, which is an almost five-year-old game, yeah. so <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys with the next-gen consoles and everything, <clears throat> majority of the people who are up on games nowadays all have PS4s, Xbox One, all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. What are you guys seeing now in sandbox games versus what you saw in the past? Well, not Honestly, much different. Yeah, it really Honestly. hasn't changed that much. No, yeah. I mean, this game isn't a game that you... I, I guess I wouldn't consider Mafia 3 a next-gen game because it's totally a game that could have been played on PS3. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't look as good, hmm. maybe not run as well. I mean, but they could have they could have made it work. Um but having said that, it's still a great game. It's still a ton of fun. Um, but it's just not really doing much to, like, push the genre forward. I mean, even in some some points, like, the city even sometimes feels empty at certain points. Really? I think that's uh, that's limitations from the hardware, though. And that, yeah. that's that's going to be a problem until we get more powerful hardware. Um, yeah. Because that, t- that takes up a lot of resources, animating people on the sidewalk and adding more cars and traffic. That's a hog. Um, ta- speaking of uh, uh, hardware and, and limitations, I don't think the game was ready for release. <laughs> it, got, it launched with a bevy mm-hmm. of uh, glitches and bugs, especially in the lighting area. The lighting oh, is lighting awful. Is, it's so bad. Like yeah. when you're inside, like the lighting outside's not too bad, but when you're inside, oh my a god, room it or freaks out. You glow. Like my <laughs> yeah. character is like glowing. He yeah. looks like a fucking radiant white angel. He's just like mm. Now that's something that I've been hearing more and more about is that more and more of these gaming companies are actually releasing games before they're even ready to go. Not even before, finished. But not mm-hmm. even finished mm-hmm. at all. They just want to push that shit out and get it out there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Is that kind of ruining your experience with it? Um, yes and no. Yeah, you're I almost mean, guaranteed patches. Yeah. Now. But at the same time, you're a little sour about it because like, you're you're you you're, a fucking game. You're buying an un, uh, unfinished game. Yeah. yeah. I take it this one was what 60, 70. I I got the deluxe. I got the season pass. So mine's eighty. I'm I'm but, stuck I mean, with the game now. <laughs> can't even because <laughs> I've got three DLCs to wait for. I can't just I can't trade it in now. <laughs> yeah, and and this was one of those that um they didn't even give press copies to anybody that yeah. no outlets got early oh, copies really? to review it yeah. and so, like historically that's a bad sign i yeah. mean recently, doom is the exception do yeah doom doom, doom is, is the exception because that didn't get it but that one was fantastic it was so yeah. good out um, of out of the box didn't need much of a patch i mean it yeah. had a day a huge day one patch but at least it was day <laughs> one yeah but it, after that it was good and Great. yeah i mean i only did the first patch for mafia 3 have there been other ones no it's just one no yeah. just the one just one right so now. it wasn't it, too big that was it like 2.2 gigs or something 
It was 2.6, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Um, but, I mean, wrapping that up, I mean, the Mafia 3, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. A little easy. It was a little empty. A little buggy. But it's a good game. Uh, it's worth your time. It is, yeah. Um, and what are you tell us a little bit more about uh, On Repeat this week? I yeah. I love that tiny <clears throat> little review that you uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just a short little... Um, piece there i got four new songs from four different bands up um i got the answer from savages um mm. savages is a great band yeah they're fucking solid. love savages yeah they're just four chicks and they just fucking rock like, they're french <laughs> right they're french they're english oh really i thought they were french mm-hmm. yeah close enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're neighbors they're, they're they're over there they're somewhere um and then who else do i got on there i got uh, bon this... Iver. Oh, yeah, man. Bon Iver. Another that, one. That new album is yeah. so good. Um, 22 what, a million? What... Is that it? Yeah, 22 a million. 22 a million. It's very good. It's That's a solid album. And the whole album's really good, but this one um, this one track I especially like. It's just super catchy. Um, what was it? God, I think is what it's called. God. Uh, that's a good track. Um, They've done some weird uh, like shit with their... Uh names for songs on bon iver yeah you notice that the tracks are are wild they use characters yeah. that you wouldn't find in a track uh name pull it up pull, pull up bon no, iver. even even like um even like some of the the artwork they're using all like different type of religious symbols yeah and it's this ongoing theme in this I'm not exactly sure even what the theme is, but oh, what the fuck! It's got the Greek. Ten? It's got the old Greek symbol for uh, is that Omega? No, that's not Omega. That's, that's Sigma. Sigma, yeah. Creeks seven fifteen Creeks thirty three God twenty nine Strafford Apartments six 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 Underground uh, Upside Down T twenty one Moonwater eight Circle uh, dash forty five dash yeah. Zero 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 zero. Million. Are we living in the future? Right <laughs> this now? is it. This is this is what music is now. Okay, yeah. that's fine. There, I just yeah. wanted to say, you guys, uh, you and I are only separated by a couple years in age. Uh, I just wanted to thank you both, you young people, for keeping oh. me young. I don't. I don't <laughs> listen to music. You, <laughs> you whippersnappers. You. Yeah. I. Uh, Holy shit, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in music nowadays. And I thank you both. Because I had no idea who Bon Iver was. Really, anyone. Red, is who was on last week, he had to introduce me to Dr. Dre's Genocide. I had no idea Dr. Dre had a new album. (laughs) I fell in love with it, but no idea. I'm so fucking far behind. PS3, again, I have a PS3. It's just now there's like there's just so much it's like media overload. I mean, it's, luckily like there's different outlets you can go to. Like I mean, possibly uh, not another critic dot com. Uh, you know where they help True. you find nice certain plug. things. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wonderful. Um, I love how you slid that one in there. Yeah. yeah. Very. That was uh, subtle. That's what she Very said. subtle. <laughs> that's what we do here. Subtle. <laughs> um. But also, just getting back to it. Um. Roixop, I think is how you pronounce the other group. They're like a um. An electronic pop group, kind of they're not too dissimilar from Daft Punk, Ooh. Um, but they do a collaboration with um, uh, 
Yeah, they do one with her. Good. And yeah, I like her. She's good. Yeah, she's she's really good. She had an album last year. Oh fuck, I can't remember her name. Anyways, is, wait, wait, is it is it Angel Olsen? Cause no, no, I'm no. But that's a, right that's now. another great album. I'm gonna yeah. be putting up a, one of her tracks soon. That might be yeah. one of my favorite albums, if not my favorite album this year. That's she's good. She's very she's good. good. She she took her already really good and unique sound from her last album and just kind of like improved on it. I think. Yeah, you, you can tell she's maturing through through yeah. sound and lyrics, everything. Yeah. So um, and then also we got uh, the OCs, which is uh, I haven't listened to the whole album. I mean, from what I've heard of the album, it's really interesting. It's very like, kind of like psychedelic, grungy, but um, the track, I'm not sure if I like the track so much or if it's catchy to me because it's a catchy track or if it's because of how good the music video is because the music video is like really, really good. And I think, I think just watching it with the music and it's just got this like re- repetitive guitar riff playing in the background and I just think like the music video made me just love the music even more. And they, it's, it's so good. So they knew definitely how to check out that you. video. They knew how to program yeah. <laughs> It's working. It's working very well. Um, but yep, that's that. That segment's called On Repeat, so check that out. Um, that'll be that's already up. That'll be up. That's right, up do, you, do you have a day for that? Well, that, that's already day? up. I'm kind of doing those like every Friday. So, I mean, by the time you listen to this on Thursday, there'll be a new one up tomorrow. So... Oh, yeah, and I just wanted to say I am desperately trying to get my review up, hopefully by Tuesday or Wednesday, is what I'm planning for. Okay. So Tuesday, Wednesday, so... Again, Corey is my boss of sorts. We don't get paid, but that's fine. We're just doing this for fun. Yeah. But Corey does spank me a lot. It's really hard to do from Kansas, so we actually set up some type of, like, cyber chat... I have to, I pay someone, basically. It's like, you know how you well, order flowers I mean, or an Uber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cyberspank. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, In fact, just... sometimes I just have an Uber driver show up to his house to spank him. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do it, too. Yeah, it's a little side, a uh, little side thing that you didn't know where you can kind of tip them as well, but you can also, you know, allow them to spank other people for you. Yeah. It's a nice little thing that, you know. Um... But yeah, hey Ian, when are you yeah. gonna write something else for us? When are you gonna do that? I got something in the works. Oh, I'm, dra- I'm, I'm drafting something. Oh. Um, about a game called uh, Darkest Dungeon, which was previously re- released on PC, so it's kind of old news, but I feel it needs to be talked about because there's not many games like Darkest Dungeon, and I feel that um, if you're a masochist, you'll <laughs> you'll probably fucking adore it. Um, <laughs> I fucking adore it, so I I enjoy the pain. Harkening back to the BDSM community, uh, you know, we, we have to we have to always give a shout out to our greatest demographic. Uh, love you, love you, Daddy, love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's man. no cultural yep, yeah. appropriation here. Anyway, I, I'm, miss, I'm missing an important puzzle piece there. I don't exactly. Know <laughs> you can't know that, that inside joke. You'll just it's, be a part of it, though. Oh mm-hmm. uh, God, I'll I, learn. Just move away from that, please. Um, but yeah, Darkest Dungeon that. That game's actually pretty cool. I haven't played too much of it, but I keep hearing like a lot of good things. So once once it hooks you, you'll you'll be in for the long haul. It's yeah. it's got a it's um the gameplay mechanics are just just oh man top notch. Gen- genuinely good good gameplay um, and strategy RPG elements too. It's really good. 
So yeah, I'll be writing about that. Um, maybe big Sony fan and their first party stuff. So I'll probably do something on the Last Guardian. And um, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, one of my most anticipated games of the year is Dishonored Two, though. So I'd like to write a little thing about that. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I mentioned that in my Deus Ex review, Corvo, mm-hmm. Dishonored. Yeah. So. I know all of you Ian fans out there who read his review multiple times are well aware of what's up and coming from Mr. Ian Polinsky. Am I do am I read that easily? People know that well. No, you're no, you're that predictable. But that's good. <laughs> that's a good kind of predictable. Like yeah. people are just salivating, waiting for you to say something else. Yeah, it's like an inevitability, right? Then I'm gonna just write the next blockbuster piece for the website. But yeah, you yeah, you were up to that first one. <laughs> oh shit guys wow no pressure right <laughs> alright so oh, now every on. every subsequent article I do now has to be better than the last oh of course <laughs> no stinkers wouldn't want no. it any other way yeah, uh, yeah if the next one sucks you're off oh, I'm sorry we can't okay, have you well. anymore man <laughs> I don't make any decisions here but I said it so that's kind of the way it goes all right, uh, Corey, so get us the uh, fuck out of here. Let's move do this. on. Let's segue, <laughs> um, please. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna try something else here. Um, we're just going to explain things we don't understand. That's what we're gonna do. That's probably the easiest. And that's way that's a lot of things to explain. This. Yeah, that is a lot of. We things. actually don't really understand like, this next. Like segment. for example, running a podcast. I got I got one. Um, uh, women. There we go. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all stumped on women. Maybe Brandon. Even, Brandon probably has a better understanding. I was going to say, you guys can't. We can't actually talk about that on the podcast. I know. That's, <laughs> that's not allowed. It's too um, raw. Just Donald women Trump. in general. He, yeah, Donald Trump ruined it for everybody. Yeah, we can't. We can't uh, talk about that. For can't. A while. Can't talk about anything actually. But seriously, go out. You guys seize the day. Grab a pussy every once in a while. Jesus. Anyway, um, cease, cease the pussy. <laughs> I believe uh, Patton Oswalt said earlier on Twitter, uh, "Carpe vaginis." Oh, there you go. So, yes. yeah, that's my oh, that's right. I'm getting, that's my next tattoo. So, uh, so next segment, and I'll kind of lead into it just because it's my baby. It's my fucking Rosemary's baby. Um, it's we're going to call this one Would You Kindly? And what we're going to do huh? is we're going to ask our guest... Can I call you Andrew Ryan? N- no. No. <laughs> My name's Brandon. Okay. I get the reference. Okay. There's a reference behind that? No. Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Corey told me what to call it, so I'm okay. not sure. <clears throat> no. Uh, so we're going to call it Would You Kindly? Just sticking with the video game thing. Uh, and it's basically we're going to ask our guests things that we're pretty sure they don't understand, and we're going to make them explain them. I'm the guest to right us. Now. Corey, did you want to be the guest this time, or are you the host? Um, I'm the host, but oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, that's yeah, okay. Ian... I mean, well, I'll tell you what. If you want to kick it off, All right, put me on blast. I'm ready. Here, well, I'll um, tell you what. No, I, I want I want you to do this one, Brandon. You, this was your baby. You you started off. Okay, that's an idea. So I'll tell you what. So I'll have I'll have Corey kind of kick it off first, mainly just because I want to hear him try to explain this, okay? Mm-hmm. So Corey and I are, are still really big on Twitter and, and Facebook. Those are the general ones that we understand. But more and more, every single day, it seems other social media is getting a little bit more popular here and there. And mm-hmm. it seems recently Snapchat is getting really, really big. Uh, I really use it often. It's I, I personally really enjoy it. It's really easy. 
Uh, but Corey keeps messaging me, and every time he posts on Snapchat, he's like, I, what is this? I don't know. <laughs> so what I'd like to do is, Corey, would you kindly explain Snapchat to us? You kind of already explained how I would explain that a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't understand it at all. Uh, Snapchat is basically you take pictures and you send them to people, instead of talking to them because you want the worst part of talking to people minus the talking to them which is just showing your face and seeing them that's just propagating laziness at that point pretty much yeah yeah i don't want to talk to you but i want to convey something to you i, I just want to show you my fucking face with a tiny little like little bit of text somewhere on the screen just for two it. seconds oh and filters filters you can look beautiful <laughs> or you can look like a, a little puppy dog, which is apparently yeah. what this next generation, they love that shit. Yeah, they I guess. just love it. I don't know why. Just I don't a know. slutty puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going for this Halloween, actually. So I'm yeah. going as a Snapchat slutty dog. Um, I liked your explanation. I think I asked you once. You were like, you were like from the best of my knowledge, it's to take pictures of yourself while you're pooping. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah, that's not your much, poop necessarily, but just but you sitting there on the toilet. <laughs> it's for people. I think I, I never understood why it was such an inevitability in technology that we we're supposed to have video phones and shit like that. Like, obviously, you want to have the same kind of interpersonal contact. Obviously, we're talking on Skype right now. So mm -hmm. it's kind of important. But for the most part, no one's ready to take that fucking video call. Everyone's always like, and they got the <laughs> yeah. triple quadruple chin going on. Any, when they anytime the I phone. go to take a picture and it's accidentally facing me, my immediate thought is like, oh, oh, oh no. And, <laughs> and it just leads from there. Just knowing that, then why, why would you ever want someone to see your fucking face when you're talking to them? I hopefully... I hope later on in the future we get so tired of this technology that we all just start wearing burkas. I hope that that <laughs> is an inevitable thing. That's, like, that's going to be huge around the world. The burkas. death of Snapchat. The death of Snapchat. VR burkas. VR burkas. Okay. Yeah. It automatically puts one on when you hold it up. A burka. <laughs> no matter what, right? You can Any of the options. Dog... Uh, a flower, you can be a flower. Any of the filters, it's just going to automatically throw up a burka. Of course. It's yeah. already. Yeah. Somebody, it's all burkas. Somebody get ISIS on the phone. I got a great idea. Yeah, we got a great app idea. It's called All Burkas. <laughs> all the time. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good way to explain Snapchat. Also, just send in pictures of your dick. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been... I've been had or I've had people uh, at parties come up to me and they want to Snapchat with me. And they'll just, they'll get really close to me. And I'm drunk by this time. And they of get course. just really close and they'll throw up their camera. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, I'm trying to enjoy myself. And then I get a camera thrown in my face. And all of a sudden, I'm my face is warped. I've got flowers for eyes, sunglasses <laughs> on. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, it's You're wearing just a little. Real, real pretty lipstick. You yeah. look like a. Like a pretty little girl. Oh, yeah. They, they fucking love to throw that shit on. <laughs> look like a little pretty lady. Yeah. It's the All what right. if. It's the what if app. What if you look like a dog? So here then, knowing that, Corey, if that's your pretty much your answer for Snapchat, you're a little bit 
more evolved, I think, on the social media realm than Ian. No, absolutely. No, no, no absolutely. absolutely. I, yeah. So then here's what I want you to do, Ian. Yeah. Would you kindly please explain Twitter to us from your understanding? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got this one. Hashtags. Is what? Hashtags. Hashtags. That's Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you think of something. You're you're eating a. Uh, I don't I don't know. You're doing something that you want to share. You make a hashtag about it. Hashtag Ron Paul 2012. Is that associated <laughs> with Twitter? Yeah. Uh, the hashtag, kinda. right? Isn't that the genesis yeah. of the hashtag? For, the, yeah, for the most part, I mean, even so much as even in so much as that's what they were pretty well known for when they got started. I've noticed a lot anymore. It's just what the hell people talk about. Yeah. Now, if like the way that the website works now is that if a lot of people are talking about you know the Trump thing, if a lot of people are talking about a certain football game or something along those lines, that's what will end up trending. It just won't necessarily be a hashtag. I think it's a Facebook without a lot of the uh, nonsensical mess. bullshit. Right. It's a, a streamlined way, uh, kind of. Well, okay, a yeah. streamlined, streamlined way. That, that Yeah, uh, almost a stream of consciousness. It's it's like what um, just what you're thinking, what pe- updates people are doing, but it's it, in a an environment in that environment in, in the Twitter, you know, environment. It's, the Twitterverse. Yeah, that's yes. what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, it just seems like people's opinions and people's thoughts and every second they're just being thrown onto Twitter and then it gets collected and, and you can throw hashtags up. And I, don't I was about. thinking about this the other day, though, um, like with the whole Trump stuff that's been going on with his uh, controver- controversial comments on women and all that stuff dug up. Um like everything on Twitter is like, like completely against him, you know. But then you go to Facebook, but... and everything on Facebook is like defending him Here's or attacking problem. Hillary. Here's <laughs> the problem with that, <clears throat> in my personal opinion. The one bad thing about Twitter is the fact that who you follow is who you enjoy reading about. So you see nothing but your own opinions day in, day out, and people that also That's agree true. with you. That's so true. the timeline that you're seeing, of course it's going to be against Trump. You don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. I, I had to go and hunt down people that are for him so I could see the other side of it. And that is just, in comparison to everything else I see daily, it's nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Like going from... Oh, Hillary totally won that debate, and just, like, I have fucking Patton Oswalt, and I have his brother, and I have, uh, like, just a bunch of funny-ass people on Twitter, and it's so funny, like, the majority of your comedians are all totally against Trump just because it's a fucking, it's a bullseye every time. It's really, really easy joke to do. But then you go back, and, and you look at all the people who are following Trump and who are, like, supporters of Trump, they're like, oh... Trump won that one again. Craziness. <laughs> yeah. That's I I wish more people did that so they could actually see the disparity between the two and not just be focused on people going, I don't understand. These people are insane. And I'm like, everyone's fucking nuts right now. Everything's so exponentially insane 
because of things like Twitter, because people are so focused on their own perspectives. And they're yeah. all enforced by everyone well, that they follow. Here's the thing with Twitter and, and, and social media uh, platforms. It, well, it gives it gives people a platform to stand on. With It gives them anonymity. An- anonymity. 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 Um, it gives them power. And it, it gives them a way of, of um, being highly opinionated and without any repercussions. If they don't, oh, if they don't want to hear... Uh, that their opinion uh, might have some flaws in it. They don't have to listen to that opinion. Um, and so, it, like you said, everyone's fucking nuts because everyone has this podium to stand on. They're anonymous. And they say whatever they want. And then when someone goes to, I object, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I don't yeah, no, and that's, yeah. that's so, the other thing too is you can literally just leave Yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. You don't, there's no argument. There is no discourse, anything anymore. You can accept, you can upset thousands of people at a time by, by these comments that you make and then just be done with it and with no repercussions so. but also I've noticed I've also noticed a, an interesting thing as Twitter gets bigger more and more people are a lot more angry there's a lot more hatred kind of flowing through it now I've noticed and now it's starting to sort of get like Facebook a little bit and that's why Facebook's so different it's mainly your friends and family that are on there so you get a huge disparity of political leanings, if you follow sports, there'll yeah. be a whole bunch of different people in there. And that's why Twitter is so nice of an escape, because it's just completely random people that you don't know, but are either funny, they know how to write well, they you saw them on a website or heard them on a podcast, or they're just a famous person, and you love to follow along with them. But it's just starting to seep in, and it's starting to just get so fucking crazy again. My favorite thing probably about twitter this is getting further and further from what the segment was but uh, <laughs> we just really like to hear ourselves talk so that's why we made this that's, segment. that's why we even we even do a podcast <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's great favorite, going yeah, here to the here, editing here, booth yeah and just being like mm, i'm gonna listen to myself for another five hours let's do it guys here's that metaphorical uh, podium i was talking about <laughs> yeah See, there you go here, here we are exactly. we're on top of it right now um but um my favorite thing about Twitter, though, is the comedy, the type of humor that is spawned out of it. Because it's like, I mean, this type of humor has always kind of existed, but it, like, forces you to be funny in a certain amount of characters. Yeah. And it forces you to make sense in that amount of time. And so it's like, if I can read a joke that takes up, like, exactly the amount of characters that they were allotted, and that joke makes me fucking laugh, I'm like, that was brilliant. They used yeah. a every single letter that they possibly could and they made a fantastic it's like a puzzle it's not only they're making something funny they're working on a puzzle and i yeah they're, I they're know, constrained it, yeah it's yeah yeah it's, it's amazing what thing, they're able to do but, uh, it's, it's talent I, it's talent no i agree but the one thing that i have noticed <clears throat> and some stand-up comedians are, are great on there i follow a lot of them but it's so funny seeing the people who are really really funny on twitter they work really well as writers but if they want to kind of get into the stand-up front, it's it's really, it's kind of... It's not great. Uh, it's not, it doesn't bleed over very well all the time. <clears throat> Rob Delaney is one that I can think of. Funny dude. He's really funny if he's scripted. Like, I can't remember the name of his show, but there's a show that he did over in the UK that's really, really funny. Oh, yeah, it's on uh, Amazon. That's yes. A good, that's a good yes, one. Yes, yes. Whatever the name of that show is, guys, go watch that. It's so good. All, all five of you from Malaysia... You guys go watch that. Uh, no. Um, but 
he and he's excellent on Twitter. I remember the last election that he was just fucking amazing on Mitt Romney. <clears throat> but if you go watch the stand-up special, some of it's clunky and it's uncomfortable. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't like being down on stand-ups. No, I I Damn. love Rob Delaney. I love. Yeah, him. I do too. I'm just. And, it was and so the only reason like I can see. watch his stand-up is because I like him and and like following him on. I followed him on Twitter before I even saw any of his stand-up. Same here. So I mean, so like watching his stand-up, it was less cringeworthy for me. But somebody who doesn't know him, I could see them watching that and be like, "Oh, this guy's not good," because they don't understand his type of humor. So, it just doesn't translate well. So, I think uh, I think it's time to bring this segment to an end with the fact that uh, yes. Corey and I don't really understand the things that we use, and I don't. I certainly can... don't. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't. I don't use anything did, I don't is, understand. I was going to say, did did this help at all? Exp- us explaining what Twitter is to us, at least, anyway. I always kind of wanted to explain it as it's a garden that you're tending. Okay. And so all of the people that you follow, you're giving them likes and you're giving them love a little bit so they can keep creating more beauty. Yeah, uh, I get that. I'm let's so get out sorry. Of I'm so sorry, everyone. Let's, let's go <laughs> why, on. Why are we apologizing? No? Okay. Stop apologizing. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, wait a second, guys. Pop quiz, hotshot. As usual... Three questions. I'm going to grade you on a scale of 1 to 20. Um, these questions have no real good mm-hmm. answer. No no right or wrong answer. Oh, okay, cool. And we're going to see who wins. It's an open, open-ended question. Question one. Since we were already talking about VR technology, I'll start there. Um, VR technology seems super awesome. It's it presents an interesting change in the way we play games, and I can't wait to see how it's implemented in other ways. But what is something that you would like to be able to experience porn. that VR could make possible? Yeah, porn. <laughs> Just immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that's actually. I'm. I'm. Uh, I have a friend who's getting a VR headset uh, for PlayStation, and um, I'm having him do some science for me. Science. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I. Yeah, there are some videos on, on the internet that you can find that are uh, VR, uh, and I'm talking porn videos, of course, that they're VR compatible. Right. I'm right. wondering if you can't use the browser through the PlayStation 4 to get to the website and watch it through, the, and it'll be VR. It'll, it'll, oh, it'll be, I don't uh, know how they'll do that, because, I mean, PlayStation seems like they kind of want to keep away from that. I mean, Sony's... Well, this, I mean, you can get you can open up a browser. This is huge in PS4 and yeah. PS3. Um, so I mean, you can get access to it right away. I, I oh God, I would always want to go back and kind of try to experience something later on in life. Maybe like, I don't know. I always I'd love to fly an airplane, but fuck, actually trying to learn that because the most important part about a game is doing things in that game that you can't do in real life. Mm-hmm. And every single time I've ever had a flight simulator or been able to fly in a video game, I just immediately want to fly it into something. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know man. why. Not admitting anything, just um, you truthers out there. Just, yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I personally, I love that shit in video games. Just immediately go... Fuck yeah! Finally got access to this helicopter. Let's see what that's like. Just immediately <laughs> flying as fast as you can into the ground. What's that like? 
Yeah. Good. Got that out of what the way. What does a helicopter okay. do upside down? Let's Can I find do a out. Flip in this helicopter. Uh, I've got a better one. Uh, p- porn's easy, right? I mean, that would just be great. But um, I was I was thinking about this actually recently. Uh, what I'd like to experience. There are certain parts of movies that would be perfect mm-hmm. for VR. And I, I was thinking if someone were to, and this would take money, time, talent, but if they were to take certain parts of movies and make them VR compatible, for instance, 2001 Space Odyssey, the flight oh in that. Oh, my God. Okay? And make it 3D, make it VR compatible. Uh, Jurassic Park, when the T-Rex is coming down through the window. Inception. Inception. That Jaws. would be awesome. Jaws. When you're when the guy's on the boat, like the last thirty minutes, and he's fighting Jaws, and you see him coming, at, you know, stuff like that. If they can get oh that VR God. compatible, that would yeah. Be cool. Clips, just clips from movies, not the whole movie. Just but like the really, really to, exciting. Being able to actually interact with them, and you're the main character yeah, mo- in the movie. Yeah, like a POV kind of thing. Sure. Okay. But move your head a little bit. It would be hard without redoing the whole scene. With you know what I mean? Just that's that's the one thing. That- that's the one thing I find interesting about VR technology. Uh, when I, I actually worked as a car salesman for a little bit, I'm sorry. Uh, we all we actually lost all of our listeners with myself admitting <laughs> that. But uh, one of the things that they brought in, it was at a really high-end dealership, so what they brought in is they actually brought in people who had already designed VR technology. So if we didn't have the car available on the lot... You could put on a VR headset and actually sit in the car and look around it and yeah. see what different color it could be and everything. And you could literally turn your head all the way around. Sure. And then you also see in every Oculus Rift trailer, if you look all the way around, you can be, there's the main action right over here in front of you. Or you can just turn around and, I don't know, just stare off into the fucking distance the entire time. Like if there was a movie version of Jaws in virtual reality, you could just stare at the ocean. Yeah, instead of, instead of like, the oh, terrifying that thing. shit sounds gnarly <laughs> behind me. I'm gonna I'm gonna look the other way, guys. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Quinn. Well, that's funny you mentioned cars because there are um, programs now, and there's companies now that are using VR for um, for similar purposes. Um, rather than cars, though, it'll be an architect who does. There's a program on a computer. They'll they'll program or draw out a layout of a room uh, for a building or whatnot. Um, and then they'll they'll transport it to the VR headset, and a client or a customer can put the VR headset on, and then they can see the room 3D rendered, walk around, yeah. look around, and and that actually that's, mon- that's that that has monetary uh, value. You know, that's for businesses to use. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because um, IKEA did something like that. Um, really? They, yeah, yeah, they had a free downloadable. It's not a game, but it's like a it's like a VR catalog. Where you're walking, you can walk through this this pre-built like room, and then you can like change things inside there to like match like what's in the IKEA catalog, mm-hmm. and you can like kind of preview it as if you were there. It's it's a really neat idea. I would love to see that implemented. That'd be super cool. Or something like The Sims VR. Yeah, oh, games games are exciting for VR. Um, yeah. But businesses, it, it it has practical purposes mm-hmm. for business. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, Corey, so <clears throat> I want to join Al-Qaeda. Uh, I was in VR. <laughs> and, and Ian, Ian wants porn. Porn, uh, yeah. Porn, yeah. Okay, <laughs> porn, good. porn and movies. Good, just, just to get around. Yeah. It. yeah. Well, uh, Ian scored low at first, but then his movie won. I really like that. I'm giving Ian 19. Brandon, I'm giving 18. And next question. <sighs> Thank you, Corey. So this one... Um, 
do you guys know what aphasia is? Aphasia. Aphasia. No. Okay, so you, you know you know what dementia is, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, aphasia is the inability to comprehend and formulate language because of a dysfunction in this in like a specific region of your brain. Um, so, like for example, um, people with aphasia can it can range from occasional trouble of finding words to losing the ability to the ability to speak, read, or write. However, your intelligence isn't affected. Um, so you can you just you can think of these things, but you can't like spit them out. Spit can't out. communicate. You can't communicate. You, you have a problem communicating with other people. <clears throat> so, having explained that a little bit, would you rather have aphasia or dementia, and why? Well, dementia, I, I don't think uh, I would mind because I literally wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Damn it. That's true. Yeah. Damn oh, it. see, you took too long, out. man. Yeah. <laughs> see, and now, see, I have aphasia then. Must, that must be it. I, see, and I don't want it. So I'm you, Okay, also... here, here, here's a pro to aphasia. You can become a hermit. Just, just bar yourself. You still have your yeah. intelligence, so you can enjoy life by yourself. And you can find plenty of joy. But people who have aphasia, they have a hard time comprehending language, correct? So they're they're really impartial to not being able to read mm. or anything along oh. those lines. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, that would. Yeah, I don't. Oof. I don't think it's um. Actually, yeah, it is com- comprehending. That's um, for really bad like cases, like it's comprehending. Um, but like for a lot of people with aphasia, it's not so severe. So it's more so just like they have trouble like spitting it out or formulating like sentences or writing um, I, I think you have aphasia Corey. i, <laughs> I know just early onset aphasia <laughs> yeah this this question is he's, it's masked he's trying to get some input here. <laughs> he's, he's trying try, to get some advice on I what understand. to do next you're, a, you're asking for a friend <laughs> yeah, MD is it. too scary i just want to ask these <laughs> questions on the podcast it's too, too self-diagnosed people. aphasia <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well, I, I'm actually also going to have to say dementia because it just sounds okay. like more fun. Cause I mean, all, all you're pissing off is everybody else, just not yourself. Yeah. That's true. It just seems very internal. I just don't think I'd be you... very upset by it. So yeah, no, I definitely say dementia. Okay. Yeah. All just right. because I, I would, with aphasia is like, I, I know that I'm intelligent enough to, to read a book, but I literally, my brain literally won't let me. That would be hell. That yeah, but like, suck. what if you could still do other things? You like, know? you could, just, you know, like, you could dance. It just comes down to watch, language. You could watch VR porn Man, if you wanted to. It's hard to imagine a life without books. I know. Being able to read. Yeah. Yeah, dementia. He's um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Ian. Yes. Scored a seventeen. Brandon, I'm giving you a seventeen as well. Both had pretty similar answers. Yeah. I was hoping that conversation would maybe i don't know i guess after thinking about it more myself dementia does make more sense <laughs> dementia is just more fun because yeah. you wouldn't know so i just thought maybe <laughs> yeah. the whole i just thought maybe the whole you know at least retaining your intelligence would would help but that would probably make it worse yeah that, no. that'd probably make it a lot just worse. the fact yeah. that like a, a smart a good question would have been would you rather um never be able to read and only write or only be able to write but never read. Well, that fucking doesn't make any goddamn sense, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I say it out loud, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm... <laughs> Next question. Never mind. That could be edited out, right? In post. Throw, yeah, yeah, do we, that we in do, post. Edit that in post. We do a lot of things in post. Yeah. It's fine. We can edit that out. Yeah. I don't want to look like a complete idiot. 
Yeah. Welcome to the so, podcast. This podcast now is just going to be that. Congregation of idiots. I don't want to be an idiot. I don't want to be an idiot. I want to uh, save face. So, question three. We all grew up in the 90s. Mostly. Mm. Um, that's great and all, but if you had to choose another time to have to grow up in, when, when would that have been and why? Oh, shit, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so many... Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. I... You know what? Th- this is always a hard one. I, I really love modern, modern things. I love toilets. I love <laughs> phones. Yeah, I'm at the same place you're at. Um, yeah. But I would honestly say... Just being a kid growing up, I think it would be a lot better growing up in the 70s. I always thought that'd be interesting to kind of see that late 60s, early 70s growing up. Yeah. Uh, the main reason behind that would just primarily be uh, your money's worth more. Every single time I ever talk to like an uncle or my dad or anything like that, he's like, oh yeah, I just worked a summer job and bought a brand new car. Not a big problem at all. I was able to pay it <laughs> yeah. off in a year. Fuck you. You have no idea. That would definitely yeah. be my time period, mainly just because uh, I'm frugal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, yeah. I'm actually looking up uh, the time period here. Well, just, just tell me. He's just looking know. up time periods, just frantically Wikipediaing time periods. There was a time in history where um, poetry just fucking exploded romantic period early 1800s yeah. thank you william wordsworth started it mm-hmm. he kicked it off i would love to be the um, late william wordsworth when wordsworth was on his deathbed because by then he his his influence spread like wildfire so there were there were plenty of poets out there that took william wordsworth and uh his his skill his talent his uh, style and really started to just explode. It was like the renaissance of poetry. So that's, I would yeah. pick that, I would pick that time period pretty much because I'm an English major and that's just fresh right now. I'm just, I always have that shit in my head because I'm always hearing about it. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I mean, it, li- to... but see, the thing is, life would be hard. <laughs> and I would probably die no, at 40. Uh, <laughs> that, and you very thing. likely wouldn't have survived to be able to write poetry. <laughs> exactly. You also have to put in that, you know, you're from an upper class family. Oh, yeah. Family, yeah. Uh, you have connections <laughs> to royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You have to be, what, uh, um, Byron or Shelley. Mm. Uh, or, I, I mean, you could even go to, like, the mid-1800s and be Henry David Thoreau. Mm. Uh, something along those lines. Walden, yeah. No, Walden, it would it would you know, be um, pond. I would I wouldn't want to be a poet. I would just want to rub shoulders with every single one of them. And they did that a lot back then. They had they had um, a lot of the poets back then knew each other. Keats. Oh, I was, did did they rub each other's shoulders? Uh, they literally walked up, and that's how they said. Hello. <laughs> okay, they, awesome. they rubbed. That shoulders. sounds great. Actually, I, I thought you knew yeah. that. I mean, that... I that was kind of left out of my history class. Okay, well, so you I know, apologize. educate yourself, dude. Next I, time, come I'm on. So sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Everyone. So Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian got. Uh, I liked Ian's answer a little bit more. I liked it a little bit more. It was more creative. So he got a 18. Um, Brandon, I did like your answer. You're, you're frugal. 70s. I, that's probably around the time I would have picked, too. Um, yeah, but uh, you got a 17. Isn't and... that funny that I needed help answering and Brandon uh, 
he helped me answer correctly <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. You you want me to? No, no, hey, no, 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 no. It's already done. We wrote it. We wrote it down. It's <laughs> yeah, done. It's, it's done. It's, it so seems... that puts Ian ahead by two points. Ian's the winner. Woo! Now, now ask him what what you won. Uh, what did I win, Corey? Uh, fucking nothing. You there we nothing. go. There it is. Cool, all right. Awesome. Feels good. Feels really good. <laughs> Can I have that? Those drill bits above your head there? <laughs> you just mail those to me. I'll, I'll be. They're all yours. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you. Get you some new drill bits. All right. So pop quiz is done. Out of the way. Another one in the books. Woo, Speaking of yeah. books, <gasps> let's get over to Brandon. And his sexy time corner. I've heard so much about this book. I can't wait. Corey, your segues are legendary. I love it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, obviously, last time, um, if you joined us for uh, when we had Red Martin on, we read from the Satanic Bible. Uh, That was phenomenal. Just a little guest appearance. That was actually really good. I I liked that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, but we're, we're finally back. Finally back. It's mainly because I remembered the book this time. Uh, it's called Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Too Afraid to Ask. Again, this is a book I found at a property cleanup that I was actually at today. Uh, nothing good, just a bunch of nasty trash. You know, can I actually um, borrow that book when we're done? Uh, I have some questions that need to be asked. I was going to say, this is a book written pretty much about 50 years ago on, right, yeah. on sexuality. So things... I need, yeah, I need some pointers, though. <laughs> I think I'll borrow just, it. Just call me old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> really old-fashioned. And we'll get into that right now. Again, he paraphrases it by asking, by asking an essentially hypothetical stupid person question, and then he goes on and answers it. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's I do hope, this. I hope you're ready. Okay. All homosexuals don't find their partners on the street, do they? (laughs) Just right into it. Just right into it. For the average homosexual, there are not too many other alternatives. The usual heterosexual social situations just don't exist for them. Church meetings, singles groups, blind dates, family introductions are exclusively heterosexual territory. (laughs) Not even the ultimate in commercialized sex, computerized dating has found a way to cash in on homosexuals. The one like refuge... computerized dating? Yeah. I, I, was, hold on. Someone, when was this written again? 1969. What, what is computerized dating in 1969? Uh, uh, a bunch of punch cards? Early forms of Tinder? <laughs> yeah. It's just a time card? <laughs> like, clunk, clunk. All right. No, it says I like dick. All right, no, that's how we're going to have to do it. The one refuge for every homosexual is the gay bar. These establishments cater exclusively to homosexual clientele and are often operated by homosexuals. They are profitable because they corner the market. No gay guy can really relax in a straight joint. The first visit to a gay bar is quite an experience. Superficially, it seems like any other cocktail lounge. Men and women sit at the bar and mingle freely at booths and tables. There's the usual background of conversation, with male and female voices balancing each other. Then it slowly begins to sink in. The entire room is filled with men! (laughs) The feminine whispers 
The high-pitched laughter, the soft sighs, are men's voices. The cocktail dresses, the tight black outfits, are worn by men. Even the trim, middle-aged matron entering the ladies' room, one sign says Queens, is a man. The sexy babe in the tight miniskirt owes her womanhood to two pounds of foam padding, a pound of makeup, and a lot of wishful thinking. In the daytime, she, quotation marks, she parks cars. Wow. In the corner booth, the senior citizen in a Nehru outfit is sitting with three young men. They have a hard, glossy look. They mean business. Old homosexuals who have lost their charm but not their money attract a swarm of male prostitutes who will put up with anything if the price is right. Sometimes an aging queen needs and is willing to pay for two or three of them to do what one could do 20 years ago. <laughs> at a nu- <laughs> Yeah. So it's yeah. a math problem so, at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to quantity. Hmm. You have to be... So homosexuality, uh, obviously you're attracted to men. <clears throat> uh, you know, you... you uh, as we've discussed before, sometimes you fuck a papaya. Yes. Um, sometimes you're forced, really. And sometimes you have to solve for X. I guess, I guess that's what they're trying <laughs> yeah. to say. Man. On this so, one. so this this guy, he's a doctor. He is a medical doctor. I just got... Yes. I have this wonderful image when you were reading. Um, this doctor in disguise walking into this gay bar and he's sleuthing right but i see him he's so awkward looking right he's put on a costume to try to fit in but you can tell he sticks out like a sore thumb he's like inspector clouseau and, and, and he's got a he's got a little series. piece of paper like a, a notebook a and giant pen. magnifying glass yeah. the whole time i don't see the gay i gotta look a little bit closer oh oh okay <clears throat> homosexuals live in their own world with their own substitute for women and even their own language. And I know this one's going a little bit long, but I just, I have to read this. He oh, actually, he essentially created his own homosexual dictionary, glossary, <laughs> if you will. <clears throat> so here we go. Homosexuals have their own language? Not precisely a language, but a private argo that has its own cynical humor. Curiously, the majority of expressions relate to food. Again. Oh, here we go. (laughs) The list reads like a menu. Here are a few. Fish. Women. Contemptuously. Fishwife. A male homosexual's real wife. Seafood. A homosexual sailor. Chicken. (laughs) Young homosexual. Meat. Chicken? Young homosexual? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that spry chicken. <laughs> Amazing. Meat, penis, buns, buttocks. Well, that's that's kind of, that, that stayed that's, true. Yeah, that's, that kind of stayed I'm glad, true. I'm glad it kind of carried over into the mainstream, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 good. Other homosexual expressions come right from the vocabulary of the heterosexual prostitute with whom gay guys have a lot in common. <clears throat> This one's for you, Corey. Do, do, suck a penis. Hustler. Do, do. <laughs> he let me suck him, and then he I do him. <laughs> Hustler, male prostitute. Trouble. Hustler. Trouble is literally the word. A butch who is likely to cause trouble. S- straight, a heterosexual. Hey. Trick. Partner for a transient homosexual encounter. 
Other terms are purely homosexual. Nelly, a feminine homosexual. <laughs> wait, wait, Nelly? Nelly. Nelly. Like the rapper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going downtown, baby. Yo, straight in the Range Rover. It's all code. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cocked, ready to let it go. <laughs> the more... <laughs> the more you read off this dictionary, I say in quotes, uh, the more I'm picturing what Ian was just describing <laughs> in his disguise. I mean, I picture this doctor in an overcoat with like a hat on, in a corner of this gay bar with a notepad and just pen. Just writing down Nelly. And he's scrambling. He, he probably has the most confused look on his face, but he has to write this part of the book. So he's trying his hardest to fill He in went these. above and beyond for this. Sure I think. he did, yeah. A, a straight man in, in late 60s America. Or, gasp, he made it all up. Oh, that that's another reason. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no. that, that could definitely be another thing. No. <laughs> Are you telling me there was no scientific inquiry here? There is, uh, no, there's no, I, there's nothing about the scientific method in here whatsoever. It seems like, shocking, yeah, shocking. pretty much just made up these questions. Uh, let's see, let's, let's kind of skip down here. Auntie, an aging homosexual. RG, a real girl. Since homosexuals usually refer to themselves as girls, they need a specific expression to designate a real woman. S&M, sadist, masochistic, or slave master. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Trade, homosexual looking for action. Do for trade, giving him some action. Do for trade. Prostitution. Do for trade. Yeah, this Do is, that's for prostitution, trade. yeah. I wonder if any of this slang carries over to today. Like, Absolutely. You need to go to the Castro. thing. See what's up. Maybe that's where he did this at. We should just be following in the footsteps. We're doing a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. We just want to see if these kind of correlate to today. We have to make our own book that's a direct sequel to this book. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you always wanted to know about sex, but David Rubin was never actually able to answer. Yeah, there <laughs> actually, there is literally an asterisk yeah. at the at the yeah. end of this uh But title. we're afraid to ask. Is there, the asterisk yeah, okay. right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And and finally, one last one. Oh, so I'll do two. So camp, be obviously and obnoxiously homosexual. And then my favorite one, which is, honestly, it goes in alphabetical order, and this is just the way it happened. Wrinkle room. Gay bar frequented by aging homosexuals. <laughs> this is and he ends it with this this is just a sample the list goes on he and unintentionally on. made a joke there at the end <laughs> wrinkle room this this guy there's no way he's a real doctor this guy's a comedian yeah <laughs> i have like... tried tried to look him up anywhere online his wikipedia article is about that big it's about a paragraph long <laughs> So I can't find any background on him. I don't want to actually, you know, put that much time and effort into it, to researching <laughs> yeah. it. Just enough time and effort person. to read. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's just. He, he's, he's, he's naive. We've come a long way. Wrinkle room. Are you, are you trying to stand up for, for this guy right now? He was naive, <laughs> was he not? Well, well, yeah. I'm not that's, standing up for him. He's that's, naive. That's where you get the comedy from. That's where the humor's yeah, but... from. Yeah, but he's also, like, spewing this out as fact. 
Yeah, no, that's terrible. He's naive. <laughs> he's naively uh, facting. <laughs> he's trying. Corey, do you want to get into recommendations? <laughs> Is that your recommendation? <laughs> I recommend the wrinkle room. <laughs> if you're looking for a good do. I know a good wrinkle room on 4th Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All mm. right, yeah, let's get into recommendations. Brandon, do you have anything good for us? Yes, I do. Uh, this section might actually end up just becoming a recommendation for good graphic novels and comic books to go check out. Uh, I know we usually try to get into movies, video games... Obviously, the Satanic Bible we recommended heavily last time. But I, this time around, uh, I'm going to recommend an awesome graphic novel from Image Comics called Alex and Ada. And I'll show you this. It's really cool. So actually, the front cover of the first volume looks like she's it's a, a male and a female getting ready to be married. It actually looks like the female has a veil on, but what she has instead is uh, plastic packaging on her face. And the reason behind that is Alex and Ada is essentially um, an entire series. It only has three volumes, so you can read the entire series. No problem whatsoever. You don't have to keep following it. Uh, but it's an entire series about... So it's a social commentary on today, but really it's mainly about... A, a guy falling in love with a robot and then actually changing her and having her create artificial intelligence. And it's a fascinating... Oh, God, I love the whole thing. Just basically once she actually ends up getting and gathering her artificial intelligence, it's almost like, you know how um, you end up jailbreaking an iPhone or something like that? Yeah. Okay, it, it, that's kind of the way it happens in the book. So there's a lot of correlations between the technology we have today and the technology in this future. And it really draws parallels across everything. So not only is it technologically a barrier of what we have today, but it's also, you could make comparisons to Alex dating a black woman in the South in the 50s, for example, is the way that she is treated at this time period because... Or, or someone dating, um, someone even dating a Muslim person nowadays, because okay. one of the big things in the comic book is they have two competing companies that are basically trying to design artificial intelligence, and the first company that did it, their first robot that had artificial intelligence, massacred like 150 people. So oh. uh, there was a there was a whole bunch of legislation that came through. So the next company that was getting ready to come behind it had already developed this. Uh, artificial intelligence but what they did is they just blacked it out in the neural network of the robot but it's still able to be accessed and so that's why they're able to turn her on essentially and i okay. haven't i uh, ian and i were talking about it a little bit and i haven't seen her with joaquin phoenix but i was oh, kind of i liked it that wouldn't that be was... like that because it's it's de deals with artificial intelligence but she's actually a physical being instead of just you know being just a voice so I love this series. It's awesome. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, Ian, do you do you have anything? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and what is that? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's another graphic novel. It's called Sex Criminals. I don't know if you've talked uh, about that one. Have you recommended that one yet? No, but I should. Yeah, I'm gonna do that every time from now on. Actually, Sex Criminals God. is a very uh, damn. I love sex. Very well. You brought written. that up earlier. What's that? What's that about? I've only finished the first one. There oh, are so there. Seen the second one yet? I have it. I've bought it. It is oh, sitting on so my good. bedside table. Um, it's ready to read. Uh, judging from the first one, though, it's well written. Um, the pace is great. A lot happens in the first one. Uh, it's about uh, a, a guy and a girl. Oh, uh, the I, girl is the main protagonist. Corey, have you read it at all? No. No. Okay. You're. This is going to be great. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Go. Please go ahead, Ian. Well, just it just be, I'll be brief because I've only. <laughs> I can pretty much explain it in one sentence. Uh, these two people have the power to stop time when they fuck. And come, yes. And, oh, and then and so what do you what do you do with this kind of power? Well, it makes sense that you you rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what you do. Uh, that's that's pretty much what happens in the first one. Uh, it ends on a cliffhanger, but it's it, it's a good one. Uh, it ends well. Um, the characters are great. What surprised me the most was how funny it was. It's actually it's a very funny funny comic. If you want to laugh out loud to a comic, definitely check out Sex Criminals. I was going to say, it's kind of like, and what a premise. Like they just stumble upon it, and then they just kind of well, figure what it, out what the hell they're she, doing? She stumbles upon it. Um, she she was young. It starts when she was young, and, and young people hitting puberty, they, they learn to masturbate. So she found that she can stop time when she oh. when she came then. And, and then they meet up at a party, and then they... <laughs> There's a very funny scene when they first have sex because each of them think that they've stopped time, but they're when they stop time, they can still move and interact. But they each think that they're stopped, so they kind of they're talking to themselves, but the other one can hear them. It's quite funny. It's funny. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much. So go check okay. that out. No. It's really good. Yeah, okay. I, I just love the fact. I just love the premise of that fucking yeah. comic book. It's so good. Just just the correlation between yeah, how totally she original. starts out. Her like her path on on discovering it versus how he does it, yeah. you're gonna a lot of guys are gonna you know it's great draw some parallels <laughs> to that on what they do. Mm-hmm. Oh god, but yeah, no, all right, They're both two good recommendations I think. So sex criminals, um, mm-hmm. what was the one you said? And Alex and Ada. Alex and Ada. So we have two graphic novels that we gotta check out now because those both sound awesome. Um, Corey, what do you got? Mine is just, mine's more music. Um, I didn't have one prepared until very last minute, but I was thinking about it. Um, Again, I haven't really professional posted too much podcast. Stuff. Professional so, podcast. <clears throat> we're, okay. s- we're, s- we're so good at this. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to recommend an older album. It's from 2012. Not that old, but it's a few years. Um, from the rapper Absol. A, B, and then space, S-O-U-L. Um, I would say he's underrated, but he's probably rated about where he's at. I mean, he's he can be really, really good, but he's had some misses. But this album, um, Control System, is a fantastic album, front to back. Every single track on there is just so, so good. And I actually recommend you listening to it in order. Don't just look up a song, because he's got some, like, occasional tracks on there where you're like okay this is a good track but if you listen to it out of order you don't really i feel like you get to know him in this album and it makes sense 
he's he he kind of raps in the same vein as Danny Brown, oh, and he's awesome. in the same and he's in the same um, crew as Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. So okay, basically that's why he's kind of rising to fame. I mean he's good on his own, but I mean he's kind of you know Kendrick has kind of taken him under his wing as well. Um, so yeah, Control System, solid album. Danny Brown's on it. Kendrick's on it. Um, they have a whole bunch of different guest spots on there, so check that one out. What are the kinds of things that he raps about? Are there um, themes? Are there running themes? Or kind of the this this running theme is kind of like um psychedelic, I guess, or like kind of like your mind's eye, like lifting the curtain and like seeing, you know, what's really wrong with the world, or or just seeing things differently. Um, he talks about like some really personal stuff, like growing up, you know, living rough. Um, he talks about just, you just gotta, you just gotta check it out. There's one, there's one track where he actually raps about, um, DMT and, and that's actually a, a really, that's a re- really solid out, uh, track there. That's, that's a good one. But, um, yeah, I recommend, I recommend checking that uh, album so out. Control D- system. DMT, that, is that another rapper? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They call him the dog. For the, for, <laughs> for the record, I do know what DMT is. I don't know. It's a joke. For the, for the record. For the record. Yes. All right. Well, that was the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for it listening, was, everybody. This was, was episode seven. It was fun. NAC. Thank you for being on, Ian. Um, oh, my pleasure. On our train wreck. No, um, wasn't that bad? Because we, we totally know exactly how to do this. We know we're so well prepared. Um, you can find this on iTunes. Where uh, uh, what what are we on iTunes? <laughs> we are uh, the NAC podcast. There we go. Um, you there can find is. us on notanothercritic.com, um, Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/notanothercritic, Twitter at notanothercritic, no e. Um, you can can I listen to this on SoundCloud? Well, we were doing SoundCloud, but our file size is really big, mm. and we got like two episodes up there, and then they're gonna start charging us. Oh, so shit, I'm like, okay. nah, gotcha. No, we gotcha. don't make money. We don't even have people <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it, Corey. Okay, yeah. I enjoy this very much. All right, so thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Review, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you.